Hello, hello there. This is Stan Janewski, also known as Victor Crumb. And you are listening to Paging Mr. Potter. Paging Mr. Potter. Harry Potter is a book. We will read it page by page. Come and join us if you dare. Why does it always run on me? Is it because I lied when I was Dudley? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys all remember that song? I do. A rare introduction from Drew this week. I know. I was, honestly, my heart was racing before. I'm very rarely <laughs> the, the one that has to begin the pod. Big time. I was. So this is obviously how we start the pod with um, a little bit of um, what's this segment called? Um, what a load of Hufflepuff! Oh, you've mm-hmm. got some Hufflepuff for this. I've even got some Hufflepuff this week. Shh. Actually, maybe just briefly. Hello. Um, this is the page of Mr. Potter podcast. Um, we read a page of Harry Potter every single week. We're up to page ninety. This is episode ninety. My name's Andrew. You can introduce yourselves now. Oh. I'm Nathan. I'm reading. Wow, after 90 episodes, we're still just as smooth as episode one. Yeah, like a well-oiled machine <laughs> these days. Um, anyway, wanted to talk about Travis's How, Why Does It Always Rain On Me? Because um, I, I saw an article about this song uh, last week in, in October 2020. <laughs> a song about Why Does It Always Rain On Me by Travis. Well, it's high time. And so I always thought, you know, when you see like an article about some old song, you're like, oh, there must be some incredible story about it or whatever. There must be something about it that, you know, that's made it, that they're telling the true story behind that song now. Yeah. You know, why there's else a reason bring why it back up, up again after all these years? And I'm very excited to tell you that this is the case for this song. Well, what's the lyric? Because isn't it, he did something fucked up when he was 17 or something? It's why does it always rain on me? Is it because I lied when I was 17? Oh, no. So, I'd love to tell you about what the full story here is about the song, Why Does It Always Rain On Me? Because obviously, presumably, it's not just actually about rain. It's about something a bit more um, poetic than that. He doesn't just live in some kind of tropical region (laughs) near the equator in sort of monsoon season. Well... Funny you should say that. So, so they're from. <laughs> so Travis are a, are a UK band, right? And presumably the weather's not that nice there. And um, Fran Healy, the the singer songwriter behind um, the famous Travis band, um, he tells the story in this article about he about him calling up his accountant, which is how all exciting stories. Start, <laughs> um, and said in the middle of winter, and he said he was feeling a bit bummed out, and he said, "Where's Sunny?" And his accountant playing into all sort of Jewish stereotypes, said, oh, why don't you go to Israel? Um, there's a place, Nathan, as a resident Jew, maybe you can tell me how to pronounce this. It's pronounced, it, it's spelled E-I-L-A-T. Is that a city in Israel or an area in Israel? Honestly, I have no idea, Andrew, but Never thank you okay. so much for drawing me into that. Um. <laughs> well, anyway, so his accountant says, why don't you go to Israel? Because it's um, not as wintry over there. And he gets there and then it rained for the whole week. <laughs> Is that really the that that's, can't be the story? That's well, that's the story of that song. That's only for and, one um, week. That's not enough to write a song about. That's just a wet week. Well, you know, the funny thing is, right, he got into his hotel and he sort of sees that it's raining and stuff. And so the initial version of the song, and this is going to sound like I'm making it up, but this is 100% true. When he first wrote the lyrics to the song, he said the lyrics went, why does it always rain on you? Is it because I picked you up in 92? 
Those were those were the original. Is it because lyrics I went song? to Israel and I'm not a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, pox on let, your house. let me just see if I get this straight. <clears throat> yeah. What kind of incredible arrogance or narcissism? So he goes to Israel for one week and he chalks up some unseasonably wet weather. To something he... Do, do we know what he lied about at the tender yes, age of 17? Yes, we do. So this is the fascinating bit. He also gives a little insight into the other famous line from that song, which is, is it because I lied when I was 17? Um, and apparently, according to Fran Healy, that line, again, using sort of poetic kind of imagery and analogy, that one is about um, telling lies. <laughs> <laughs> he says... Oh, wait, I don't... I can't really put two and two together there. It's a bit abstract. It's a bit out there. He's very much, he's the Salvador Dali of sort of <laughs> 90s um, pop music. It's a bit abstract, a bit out there, a bit surreal. But when he says, is it because I lied when I was 17, he's actually talking about telling lies. And specifically a lie that he told when he was 17, which fascinatingly was because he um, got a job in a bar and lied about his age. Oh, what? 17. That's the- so he thinks that that's some kind of cosmic retribution or I don't know if he's a religious man. I mean, he might be, but even that, so, even if he thought it was some sort of like uh, sign from God, it's not much of a sign just to have one wet week in Israel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think that there's any connection there. But also, I just think the craziest thing about all this is, why are you telling me? It's 2020. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing telling me about this? That wouldn't be interesting at the time if this song was number one, and you you just took all of the poetry and sort of magic of that song. You've just killed it all, and now it's literally just a guy singing about how he doesn't like it when it rains. I think the only way that that story would be interesting is if it still is raining on him to this day. Like it has <laughs> not stopped raining. <laughs> yeah. That would be fascinating. That would require some kind of follow-up. Yeah, if there's some, some sort of, of like microclimate that follows him around <laughs> day to day, no matter whether he's indoors, outdoors. Now, that's fascinating. That's an interesting story. I mean, what also might have worked is if, you know, when he was applying for that job, um, maybe the person who was uh, interviewing him for the job, for the role was someone like a McGonagall, some sort of magical person, for example. And they say, how old are you? Because you obviously need to be 18 to do this job, to work behind the bar or whatever. And he, and he says, I'm, seven, I'm, I'm 18. And she looks at him and she says, well, are you 18? Because if you're not 18 and you lie to me, I will put a curse on you and a microclimate will follow you for the rest of your life and it will continue <laughs> to rain on you for the rest of your life. If that was the story, then I'd, I, you know, then Fran, I'm Fran's well within his rights. But to as tell far us as I know, McGonagall never opened a bar. She <laughs> never even so. applied for a liquor license. <laughs> it's much more likely to be Hagrid, <laughs> if anything. So this is just ridiculous. Hey, and also, what about the fact that the band's name is Travis, which is, <laughs> let's just say, a shit name for a human and an even worse name for a band. I know. And nobody in the band is called Travis. I just had a look. Their names are Douglas Payne, Fran Healy, Andy Dunlop, and Neil Primrose. Four of the most boring names I've ever seen in my life. So anyway, and together good on Travis. With their forces and powers combined, 
We are Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Travis. Travis. Imagine being at a festival and they have like, you know, the, the backdrop and they've got like the the band sort of massive curtain or something and it has like U2 or something and there's just Travis. <laughs> Travis. Travis. It's almost Travis. like they thought that their band needed to have a name like a human has a name. This <laughs> yeah. is my friend Reardon. This is my band Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Why does it always rain on me? And obviously, they followed that up with some of their other biggest hits, such as um, Why Is The Bus Always A Bit Late? <laughs> and um, <laughs> Why Am I Always Hungry When There's Nothing In The Cupboard? Is it, Fascinating. Is it a bit cold today? <laughs> well, that's a bit of Hufflepuff for all of you. That was a load, it's a load of, Hufflepuff. of Hufflepuff, actually. I do apologize. That was a whole entire load of Hufflepuff. Yeah. That was a massive load of Hufflepuff you just dropped on us. <laughs> Um, now, before we go on, I've actually got another segment for you guys. Um, and this one is actually backed by popular demand. Uh, so we had a we had a, a, a correspondence, sorry, an owl mail during the week from Potiphar Carl, I think his name was. That's correct. Carl, Carl with a K. Carl with a K. Um, Potiphar Carl got in touch and he told us that um, he's recently, over the last kind of couple of months, made his way through the entire sort of back catalogue of our podcasts. Um to wow. which I uh, applaud you and uh, I guess pity you and uh, have concern for your <laughs> yes. mental well-being. Um, but he's done that. And he said, the only note I have is you need to bring back Mathemagic. That's the only note he <laughs> so had ma- after 89 weeks of garbage. Yeah, crazy, right? The rest of it was perfect. And I have to say, he's not the only one. There have been a few other people that have gone in touch and over the last sort of month or so and said, where's Mathemagic? Bring it back. Which for those of you that haven't listened to sort of the old episodes back when we used to do this segment, it just consists of me trying to work out what the factors, like as in the numerical <laughs> factors are, of the page number. So if it was page 10... I'd be like, I would just literally say the numbers one, two, five, and ten, and we'd go, "Yay, mathematic!" <laughs> and we'd say, "Mathematic." That would be it. And that's backed uh, by popular demand. Yep. Popular demand. Oh, that's you one of our best segments. I mean, just for just for um, a bit more, uh, I guess, context as well. I remember a while ago, um, we would we briefly flirted with the idea of getting rid of word of the week, which. Um, <laughs> Listeners, listeners will know it's just us saying three random words at the end over the top of each other, and the potophiles went mental. There was a riots in the streets. (laughs) We've never seen so many angry (laughs) potophiles. So um, I'm going to do mathematic this week, and can I just say? Carl, you've absolutely timed your run to perfection because this is a ripper of a week for Mathemagic. We're up to page 90. And let me provide you with the factors. We have one. We have two. We have three, five, six, nine, ten, fifteen, eighteen. I'm not done yet. (laughs) Thirty, forty-five, and ninety. So that's a lot of factors. Bravo. Bravissimo. That is... I'd hazard a guess that that is more factors than any previous... uh, you know, page that we've done in the past. Yeah. Very impressive. There's more factors than Grindelwald has crimes, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make it the most um, magical number? Is that how we determine the magical powers of a number? Sure. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I look forward to being of the course. most magical page because I tell you what, 90 pages haven't had a lot of magic in this fictional magic kids book. I saw a bit of fake mathemagic on the TV the other day. Oh, no. Um, Hit me. Reardon, have you seen the TV show where they get these amateur magicians to try and, like, do these tricks that Penn and Teller 
Like they try to oh, do these tricks and Penn and Teller have to guess how they're done. No, but very. Why did you? Why did you single me out with that question? Because Nathan knows I watched. Oh, yeah, Andrew was <laughs> there at the time. But anyway, this magician goes on this show, and his entire routine was just putting into um, his apps. Like his calculator app on his iPhone, different numbers, and he'd like swipe his phone, and he'd be like, "It disappeared," and then he'd like swipe yeah. up, and they'd reappear. Ooh, and then he'd like type in eight thousand and eight, and turn it upside down, and be like, "Boob," and then swipe again. <laughs> was he and taking disappear. the piss? Anyway, or was, this, was this like sincere? It was, it was a full routine. Dude, it was really bad. And then the host goes, "Okay, it's time for Penn and Teller to see if they can work out how he did that trick." And they discuss it for a little while, and then I think Penn, the one that can talk. The big guy He's like Okay Here's how you did it You figured out These features On an iPhone That most people Don't know about And um, that's how you did it <laughs> And the, ma- <laughs> the magician's like uh, Yep That's right Too good for me Pen and teller <laughs> Can't get anything Past you guys oh, so The most- moral of that story is you got to leave the math and magic to the professionals exactly. Namely just Andrew from our podcast Don't try exactly. this at home kids <laughs> Do not try it's this It's not at as home. easy as it looks And are you actually allowed to perform math magic When you're not at Hogwarts Andrew Or do we have to call the magic police Or whatever they're called Are you talking about me Yeah it's a bit of a it's a bit of a Hagrid situation, you know. Uh, you know, putting the the tail on Dudley. It's like it's not really the done thing, but at times it's necessary. Right. Okay. Well. Good now, I guess just one final thing before we get onto the page, because we are talking about numbers, and there was a number that I saw during the week that blew my mind. So, um, on our Instagram page, we did a um, we put a poll out because we were obviously talking about um, Rob Thomas last week. <laughs> Mm, yeah, and of course. It turns out, oh, M- Rob Thomas of, of Matchbox Twenty, obviously, and it turns out there's a lot of box heads out there, a lot of potophile box heads, because we said, is Rob Thomas Gring Hot or Gring Thought? No, Gring Hot or Gring Not. I apologise. Gring Thought is a totally different category, <laughs> um, and you're an idiot for saying that. Yeah, my mistake. Um, and we got a whopping 52% of people who said that Rob Thomas was Gring Hot, despite the three of us last week. Um, suggesting that he was green not. <laughs> well, that so, is quite interesting. I will say that. I will say that me. for sure. 100%. <laughs> we can all agree. We may have our differences of opinion, but we can all agree that was worthwhile and interesting. <laughs> yes. But maybe, maybe. So please follow us on Instagram so you can partake in fascinating little... Um, I guess I guess you'd call that a um, what is that like a like public polling? It's like the, it's like a census sort of situation. Andrew, We're it's doing- called making your voice heard. It's called <laughs> democracy in action. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we, right. we can put one up this week for Travis. Is Travis hot? <laughs> what about Travis hot or Travis Scott? Oh, okay, okay. No, that's almost something. Travis hot or Travis. Scott Now I'm going to have to disagree with you There's nothing there (laughs) So page 90 So page 90 Hey guys Normally um, Normally Normally I do read the page Before I Do these summaries But today I just plum forgot I just (laughs) (laughs) I just I love your honesty Yeah well So we're all going in blind this week Absolutely Um, And guys I probably should have done a bit of reading because it's actually the start of a very uh, momentous part for us. It's page 90, chapter 7. So, the start of a new chapter. Um, Bravo to us. Congratulations, everyone. 
Well done to you. Well done to me, Nathan. All right. The sorting <laughs> hat. Uh-oh. I think we've lost reading. What was the last what was the last thing you heard me say? You were just about to read the first word and then uh-oh, I think we had a major malfunction. <laughs> I feel like this happens every week. It's just as you're about to start the page as we if get by a malfunction. Magic. I know. <laughs> Someone or something spooky. does not want us reading these books. And yes. I don't think it's just the fans. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, actually, take it away, I, read it. I think it was Carl who said, um, the good thing is that on Spotify, you can speed up um, the, the speed of a podcast. So when he gets to the page, he just um, sort of fast forwards past it. He did say um, that. That's such a good tip. <laughs> Good little tip for all the podcasts out there. Please fast forward through this podcast. <laughs> no, we don't. I disagree. We don't want people missing crucial information. So I am going to do this extra slow. So when you do speed it <laughs> oh, up, fuck. it's at real time. No. <laughs> don't do that, please. <laughs> all right, guys. Chapter seven, the sorting hat. The door swung open at once. Don't know which door. Can't remember. A tall, black-haired witch in emerald green robe stood there. I don't remember McGonagall having black hair. I thought she was no. brown hair. She was grey and proud of it, I thought. <laughs> yeah, she was out and proud with her grey hair. So, that's an interesting... I don't know. <laughs> but maybe she wasn't as well, because I don't remember. Yeah. She... <laughs> sure. Uh, she had a... <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, she she had a very stern face, and Harry's first thought was this wasn't someone to cross. So that's one of Harry's first few good judges of character because she's mm. a cold ass bitch, isn't she, McGonagall? Yeah, Harry thought this ain't someone to fuck with. <laughs> yeah. Is what he thought as he stumbled in as the door opened. Wu Tang, nothing to fuck with. McGonagall, nothing to fuck with. Nothing to fuck with. Hagrid, you could probably fuck with Hagrid. You could fuck with him a little. Yeah. Thank you, Hagrid. I will take them from there. So, mercifully, the um, uh, responsibility of taking care of the children has been uh, relieved from Hagrid and hopefully in the hands of a more capable adult. (laughs) She pulled the door wide. Uh, It was a massive entrance hall. You could fit the whole of the Dursley's house in it. What? Is that actually on the page? Yep. The entrance hall was so big you could have fit the whole of the Dursley's house in it, which is tough for us us as a reader because we never really got a sense of how big the Dursley's house was. Useful mm, metric. We know it doesn't yeah. have too many bedrooms because Harry did live in a cupboard under the stairs. Yes. So I'm picturing maybe two bed. You know, but I'm modest. with reading. It's not a good, it's not a dis- good description because it's sort of like being like this room, you could fit 10 animals that I'm thinking of in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well... <laughs> It's good, but I don't know how big. I don't even know what animal. What's my point about. of reference? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. There's lots of different houses. Yeah. They come in all shapes and sizes. It's useful for Harry if if the if JK is describing <laughs> this book the the size of the entrance hall to Harry. It's a perfect. I'm sure that's a great point of reference for him. But for us, it's meaningless. <laughs> no. Yeah. Pointless. Continue. The stone walls were lit with flaming torches like the ones at Gringotts. Again, don't remember those, so not helpful. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like those torches you don't remember from Gringotts. I remember one thing from Gringotts, and it's this. Harry was surprised that there wasn't more marble. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that? That's right. (laughs) 
Do we no, get that a was a highlight update about Hogwarts? Like, I can barely <laughs> wait to find out. And once again, we didn't know. We didn't know what amount of marble would normally surprise <laughs> yeah, Harry. So again, we're, we're left completely <laughs> without an You're anchor right. point. So I'm fascinated right now to know if. Um, firstly, I'd like to know sort of the amount of marble that Harry's expecting at Hogwarts, <laughs> and then whether his expectations have been met. <laughs> and then thirdly, maybe what basis he had for those expectations going in. Yeah, given he has no knowledge of the magical world. Or... He only found out about it about three days ago. <laughs> there was twice as much marble as the Dursley's house. <laughs> okay. And thrice as much as he expected. <laughs> Actual riddle Okay A Tom riddle As we say on the podcast nice. <laughs> So good dude So Thanks. good You are sharp <laughs> The ceiling was too high to make out So I don't know if that means The ceiling was so high You couldn't um, see it Or it what? means the ceiling was simply too high That you couldn't smooch someone on Look their up. lips <laughs> I mean, that actually makes more sense. What the hell are you talking about? The ceiling was too high that, for you to make out. As in, like, how high? You can see the horizon. Like, you can see, you can so see planets far. and stars at night. <laughs> I can see the moon, dude. How high is this fucking roof? That's ludicrous. I would put it to you that there's no ceiling high, so high that you can't even make it out. Vaguely so, Yeah so they're not even sure If they're inside or outside At this point <laughs> <laughs> How can they be sure I think Harry's had a medical episode Uh oh guys A magnificent marble staircase Facing them Led to the upper floors There was Now that's exciting <laughs> Doesn't say how much marble So But at least we got some And we know it's magnificent <clears throat> Harry could hear the drone of hundreds of voices from a doorway to the right. So he assumed the rest of the school must already be here. Um, but then McGonagall showed the first years into a small empty chamber of the hall. They crowded in standing rather close together than they would usually have done. But they make keep in mind, they've never <laughs> stood together before. So we don't know what how, does that mean? <laughs> we don't know how, how close they normally do huddle. <laughs> um, Analogies are meant to like they're meant to give you a better sense of the situation. They're meant to illuminate, like, the situation. Because, obviously, you can't, as a writer, actually... You know, you don't want to physically describe the dimensions of the room or s say exactly how far apart people are standing. So, you'll use some sort of analogy mm -hmm. to, to paint a picture for the reader. But what JK has done, <laughs> quite creatively, quite experimentally, is use these kind of bizarre analogies to things which none of us know or understand. So things that are only in her head. <laughs> or that don't exist. Very well put. And how is it, is it working well, would you say? I have no idea how close or far apart the students are from each other. And I like it. And simply, nor do I care. Uh, even if she had accurately de described how close they were huddled together, would have added nothing to my sort of imagination. Yeah, a pointless sentence, but executed poorly as well. <laughs> Welcome to Hogwarts, said Professor McGonagall. The start of term banquet will begin shortly, but before you take your seats in the Great Hall, you'll be sorted into houses. Ah, this is exciting. The sorting, mm. as it's called, is a very important ceremony because while you are here, your house will be something like your family within Hogwarts. You will have classes with the rest of your house. Is that right? 
Yeah, I think so. But doesn't Harry have all these classes with like Draco and stuff? Yep, you're right. <laughs> I think he does. <laughs> Sl- yep. Sleep in your house dormitory and spend free time in your house common rooms. The four houses are called Griffin... Uh, Griff, um, Griff... Oh, don't do this again. <laughs> You've already no. done... Yeah, I was going to say, dude. Just say them. Griffin... Please say the names. Door, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw and Slytherin. Each house has its own noble history and each has produced outstanding witches and wizards. While you're at Hogwarts, your triumphs will earn your earn your house points, while any rule breaking will lose house points. At the end of the year, the house with the most points is awarded the house cup. I hope each of you will be a credit to whichever house becomes yours. That's kind of interesting. The sorting ceremony yep. will take place in a few minutes in front. Oh, geez, straight into it. No mucking around. In front of the rest of the school. Now that seems a. Is that? I don't know. That's pretty quite intimidating. Um, yeah. For some sort of weird hat to look inside your soul, and you got to bear it in front of the whole school. But it's a. And then just shouts at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I suggest you all smarten yourselves up as much. And that's the end. That's the end of page ninety. I didn't mind that. No, I liked it. Okay. I see. This is the beginning of the second season. Remember, the second season of Paging Mr. Potter. We're in. We, you know, the magic is happening. We're at Hogwarts, and I have to say, I'm trying to bring a positive kind of attitude to the second series, and I liked that page. It was good. Yep, a lot of good detail in it for me. I'm Nathan? fairly ambivalent towards it, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad yeah. it's over. So please return your <laughs> podcast to the regular speed um, and we will proceed. Uh, does anyone have some bullshit? Maybe just a quick one, actually, now that we've finished the page. Um, this is a segment, again, we haven't done a little bit of, uh, for, a little, for a little while. I guess we're doing it for old time Snape, actually. <laughs> um, and that's, that is um, Bang Out of Order. Shame this was Bang Out of Order, mate which is a game which we, or a segment where we used to just choose every week somebody who's been bang out of order. And this week, actually literally today, I think that award has to go to um, Premier Gladys Berejiklian. Oh, she's been a... Who, or, or, Sorry, go on. She's been a bit naughty. Well, she's, I mean, she was, she was, I know that we actually do have a lot of listeners who don't live in New South Wales and this won't mean anything to, but she's the Premier of um, New South Wales. She's probably most famous for looking a lot like Dobby in a wig <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you. and shout out to our German listeners as well that? who lo- We had a big influx a couple of weeks ago And they would love this sort of content about Gladys Berejiklian Well, now I'm painting a picture <laughs> for them I'm not assuming they know what she looks like I've just told them what she looks like She's just been in some trouble for allegedly being very corrupt And for um, being, in, being in bed sort of metaphorically and li- literally with um, a corrupt person former politician and colleague. So anyway, this segment isn't really about going into the mis- into the sort of misdeeds of our of, of these people, but rather just pointing out that they are bang out of order. <laughs> so yeah. play the play the play the thingo. Shame this was bang out of order, mate. I've got two points, Andrew. One is I think we need yes. to tread very carefully. As um, loyal listeners of the podcast will know, you can't defame a wizard. But if she's Dobby in a wig and we know that Dobby is not technically a wizard, um, but some sort of uh, magical yeah. creature that exists below that level, we do have to be careful. So um, I just want to make sure we cover that off before we go any further. 
Yeah, no. It's a famous caveat. You can't defame a wizard, but you can defame a house elf. But luckily, I did say the word allegedly, which means that you can say anything <laughs> after that. <laughs> because I'm the one alleging it, as well as I can. But the thing is, what I don't understand with her, I, I don't know, what's the guy's name? Someone, Maguire. If, if you're... Daryl. One of the sexiest <laughs> names. Daryl and Travers. If you're going <laughs> to risk your political career over um, to like bang some dodgy dude, at least make sure he's a smoking hot babe because he is definitely green not. And I would, if I was holding high <laughs> office, there's no way I would risk my political career to get that dick. I would be getting, trying to get higher quality level. Yeah, I mean that's the real crime. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's that, yeah. That's that's the. Well, I have to say though, like it's it is obviously the sort of the potential corruption or um all that stuff, which is a bit problematic, obviously. But also, they they played all of these um, recordings of their phone calls. Right, this is why they were in a relationship together. So they the ICAC has intercepted a whole bunch of their phone calls, and honestly. One of the most sort of milk toast, grim relationships I've ever heard play out in audio. It was very upsetting to hear them talk to each other. Anyway. <laughs> we don't like horniness amongst our politicians. I want them to be completely asexual. Yes. I want them to be like basically like a cactus. <laughs> like, like That just yeah. kind of exists, doesn't really do anything. Whenever... Politicians have sex. It's always grubby in some way. Yeah, has it There's ever? always something going wrong. <laughs> There's no good yeah. politician fuck story, or at least I haven't heard one. No. And Nathan would be the oh, first dude, to know. He's got his ear to the ground with that sort of stuff. It's got him in a lot of trouble. <laughs> You're not usually allowed to spy on people in that way. Um, but in my opinion, once you you hold public office, I can... <laughs> Stalk and harass you. <laughs> and listen to your roots. <laughs> and report it on my Harry Potter pod. <laughs> um, uh. All right. Hey, guys. Remember yesterday, I mean, last week, I brought in a, a new game that I, I admit was clumsily explained by me. It wasn't me at my um, normal sort of succinct so that you're used to me I think it was <laughs> um, I don't know how you pulled this one out of the bag Ridden, Because it was a surprisingly pretty awesome game Yes, well yeah, But it sounded it. horrendous So basically um, all it involves is talking about a, I describe Oh shit, fuck I don't know, I'm going to have to explain it again um, <laughs> Is that it again? <laughs> I'll take a book, rework it with some Harry Potter references, and then you have to ma- you have to figure out what the Harry Potter title of that book would be by working in that Harry yep. Potter reference. Um, so today I've got uh, three yeah. absolute bangers. Did I have a name this game? Intertextuality, because it's like intertextuality, <laughs> right. uh, but with the word hex, which is a spell, um, which is magic. So. Uh, all right, this first one... So you can't get him there. ...is about an anthropomorphic koala slash half-blood witch and professor of divination at Hogwarts <laughs> School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Um, and this... Blinky Bill Weasley? Ooh, no, not correct. Um, as I said before, half-blood witch and professor of divination... Oh, um, professor... Oh, what's that little guy's... Flink... 
Oh no. no. I was going to say half blind. Um, she's a teacher at Hogwarts. <laughs> um, hmm. Really testing my knowledge. I only know two teachers. We're talking about Blinky Bill, though. Aren't yes, we? you've got Ready? that part of it right. Okay. Um, her last name is Trelawney. Still have still oh, can't get it. Blink- <laughs> oh, I have no idea what her name is. So now it's just a race to who can Google her first. <laughs> Professor Trinky Trelawney. <laughs> Uh, it's Professor Blinky Sibyl Trelawney. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> All right. Uh, this next one is Blinky. This Sibyl. next one is about an anthropomorphic koala, and <laughs> <laughs> one of his many friends, one of who is a little-known freed female house elf who neither wanted freedom nor took to being a house elf. Now, I remember this one because of another stupid game that we played earlier, like years years ago probably on the pod. It's um, Blinky, no, Winky. <laughs> Winky Bill. Bill, that is correct. <laughs> what? The, I remember there's another elf called Winky because <laughs> yeah. I thought that was just such a funny and stupid name. I mean, you're right there. I don't remember it, but... <laughs> all right, all right. And uh, just one more. Um... This one is about the story of an anthropomorphic koala <laughs> and his many friends, <laughs> including Nazi, um, Jacko, uh, Mr. Wombat, and of course, his pure blood English wizard who's the first child of Arthur and Molly Weasley uh, and the eldest... Blinky Bill Weasley. Yes, Andrew. That's correct that time. Very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your and I have to say, Regent, your knowledge of literature just never ceases to amaze me. Where you pull these references from, I do, do not you know. know. Still, as a twenty-seven-year-old, I still know all the words to the theme song of Blinky Bill. We'll go sing it. No, Andrew, that's just what he wanted you to say. I'm Blinky Bill. My whole life's a thrill. I do exactly what I want. I'm Blinky. Bill, good day, oh mate. I'm Blinky Bill. You I bet you heard of like me. I'm living in Australia up a eucalyptus tree. And don't you listen to a word those awful grown-ups say. I'm almost on my best behaviour nearly every day. I'm Blinky Bill, and so on and so forth. And then I could do like, good day. My name is Nutsy, and I I can't remember those bits. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus And this is the Harry Potter I thought you just literally meant like the first two lines No, 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 no I didn't know that it had multiple verses Yeah, they go I mean, I've never heard of Nutsy Nutsy is his little Nutsy is the little thought on the side Oh Oh, Nutsy The thought on the side (laughs) Fucking awful But Um, please check out (laughs) Pinky Bill um. (laughs) I don't know we're officially sponsored by Blinky Bill. <laughs> His whole life's a so, thrill. Please check it out. I do. I guess I don't have another segment, but I'd like to flag that I'm planning a new oh, segment. Well, that's just um, as good. So I don't have a name for it either. But what I was thinking is, my dad, his name's Len, he is an incredible film critic. Um, and I got him recently. He decided not that long ago he was going to watch all the Marvel movies. And I asked him to send me a little review of oh, each movie dude. as he watched them. And they're incredible. 
And so I was thinking maybe we could get him to review all of the Harry Potter films and send Bro, him his This is one of your best ideas ever. That's amazing. Mad Eye Movies? With Len. Good. <laughs> Love it. That's good. Mad Eye Movies with Len. <laughs> and and like just to wet the appetite. Um, I, I haven't actually asked him if he'll do this yet, so if I get too excited, it might take some time, but hopefully that's coming up soon. Um, I'll just send, I'm just going to read out three of the reviews that he sent me for the Marvel movies, and they're pretty amazing. So the first one, I asked him to review Captain America. This is his review. Captain America was okay. Apart from throwing his shield around and showing off his muscles, he wasn't much of a superhero. <laughs> 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 um, and then he also reviewed Iron Man 1 and 2. Um, so this is his review of that. Iron Man 1 and 2. Not bad, but lame jokes. Too many peace signs. OMG. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, his review of The Hulk um, was... The Hulk was very big! Exclamation <laughs> mark. <laughs> well, nothing gets past that. Nothing that was gets his past film That was one of the more exactly right. sort of Easter eggs in the movie, but he's managed to pick up on it. So anyway, that's something to look forward to is uh, Mad Eye Movies with Len. <laughs> I am looking forward to that. How long has it been since you guys have watched the movies? Ages, ages, ages. I might have to yeah, brush it's been up a again. while. It's Drew, been a you while. watch it all the time. Anytime it's on TV, you watch it. <laughs> yeah. I lied. I watched them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty good. Anyway, um, probably time to wrap up. Let's do it. Rate the page. It's pretty good. Yeah, we all seem to like it. Pass mark? Um, oh, I'm willing to go to 20. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> big, big. Still a huge fail. Oh, I still oh, yeah. hate it. <laughs> There he is. Okay. Yeah, 20. That's fair. Now, um, word of the week. Um, sure. Three, two, one. Corruption. Bill. Name for the page. Harry Potter and the Adventures of Blinky Bill. Yep. Fe- featuring Len. <laughs> yep. I really want... As soon as one Potterfile writes in and says that they don't like the name for the page oh, we can stop doing it i hate it so much man yes it's hard it's really hard because nothing not happens funny. it ruins the momentum ruins the ending like someone yeah, we, please kill it because we can't we're, we're in too deep now yeah so i mean obviously uh, you know follow us on instagram we do some funny stuff on there also look we've, we've had a huge influx of new listeners the last couple of weeks um, I don't know if it has anything to do with Jack Post being on it. Maybe, but either way, <laughs> please, um, if you do like the pod, give us a rate and review. We were charting quite high on iTunes, um, whatever, charts last week. So it would be cool to keep us up there and get some more people listening to this ridiculous podcast. Um, so please do that. Rate and review. And I think back in the day, we used to get people to review and tell us what their Patronus was. And if you write a review and tell us what your Patronus is, we will discuss it on the pod and tell you how our Patronuses will beat it. <laughs> That's um, right. That's that was a long right. time ago. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just for yeah. for prosperity, my my Patronus is a uh, duck. Nathan's is a wolf. Mine was a wolf. And Reedan's was a mule, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ridiculous. I about that. So I and it's know. important for for you, the listener, to review that this podcast uh, enjoys some level of success because currently 
it's a bit fucking sad that you listen to this podcast, to be honest. Yeah, like, you just listen to this relatively unpopular podcast that reads one page of Harry Potter a week. <laughs> and that reflects very poorly on you. But if we could get, you know, a little bit of notoriety, then at least that's some sort of saving grace for you. Because at the moment, it's bleak. Oh, I feel bad for you. It's just <laughs> yeah. embarrassing, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's... We do have some listeners. Like, thank you for doing that. No, no, <laughs> no. no we that. Do. <laughs> but yeah, sending your patronus you. and will eviscerate you publicly on the pod. But make um, sure it's a five star review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. <laughs>